Hello and welcome to the Pin My Love podcast, Sofa Sessions Season 1. This space is cultivated for women to be revived, live empowered, and grow. We believe in awakening the power of the written word through our pen, but more importantly, our lives. A new episode drops every Monday, and we are so honored that you are here, journeying with us through every season of life. For more info, blogs, and content, visit pinmylove.com. Well, welcome back. You guys have made it to episode five of Pin My Love's podcast, Sofa Sessions, season one. And today we're going to talk about dismantling comparison. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, I want you guys to go to our Instagram page and our Facebook page and give us a follow if you haven't already. Our Instagram handle is Pin My Love Women, and then our Facebook page is just Pin My Love. And so we have a lot of fun stuff. That's DJ in the background, if you didn't Samuel. know. She is our number one fan and also our co-host, and she's three months old. She likes to think she runs the show. She kind of does. does. She does. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, give us a follow. We have a lot of really fun stuff that's in the works, and we can't wait to share it with you guys. Yep. But right now, we're going to get into this episode of comparison, and Hannah is going to kick us off. Absolutely. I love <laughs> this topic. It gets me so worked up every time. I promise I'll try to put a lid on it. No, don't ever. <laughs> but put the um, lid off. Just which is actually something we're going to talk about. Don't apologize for being yourself, Hannah. I'm reminding myself. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Um, comparison is just such a, such a prevalent thing that we see today. And I think every single woman deals with this. Yeah. Even the women who are you know, shamelessly themselves and, and shut down to society that you see, you know what I mean? Well, I'm just going to be who I am. Mm-hmm. I think there's comparison in every corner yeah. of our lives. Oh, yeah. Um, a comparison mom to mom, wife to wife, friend to friend, you know, anything. Yeah. yeah. Literally anything. And uh, comparison is just the killer of relationships, honestly. Yeah. Um, and confidence. Yeah. And joy. Yes. Oh, yeah. All of the things. It's one. not it's not a healthy habit. <laughs> Which no. we talked about in our last episode. Yep. Healthy habits. <laughs> um, we really wanted to talk about taking off the filters that we put on our lives. Like the the things that we are putting on Instagram, even I know it's a very cliche like filter to use the Instagram filters as a example. Yeah. But it's but, so true. And yeah. I think a lot of people that I've seen are, like, calling out how fake filters are and how they're just destroying us as women. Yeah. Um, how we look and how we feel like we're supposed to look. I feel like in the past few months, I've been coming into, like, a whole new comfort or, like, being comfortable with who I am mm-hmm. physically. Yeah. Um, and I do still have goals and I do still have things I need to work on physically, but I just mean how I look. Yeah. I struggled with a long time with how I look. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of it had to do with comparison. And I would think, how is my husband happy with Mm -hmm. someone that looks like I do Mm. when all of these other people are in the world, you know, that are so beautiful? Like, how does he look at me every day and still choose that? And I would even send a funny picture to someone with an ugly face making a double chin or a quadruple chin being like... (laughs) How am I married? You know? And <laughs> it was a joke, but it just really cut me down, you know? Yeah. And the enemy definitely agreed with that joke yeah, in the wow. moment. Yeah. It was so unhealthy. I think that um, taking off the filters that we're putting up in mm-hmm. front of the people that we know, the people we don't know, 
um, starts with taking our thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I listened to a thing today talking about taking our thoughts captive, and it really spurred me to think every first reaction and first thought that we have is carnal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. often from our flesh. And it's really, we let that define us. Oh my gosh, why was that the first thing I thought when that happened? Why mm-hmm. is the first thing I thought when I saw that lady a judgment, you know, yeah. or whether it's a judgment on her or a judgment on yourself? That yeah. was your first thought. It's carnal. And I don't think we always have control over that. Mm-hmm. I think it's what you do after that first thought happens that is what makes you who you are in your thought life. Yeah. You know, are you taking that thought captive? Are you saying, yes, I saw that lady and thought that judgy thing, but you know what? She's one of God's children. You know, it's what you do after that that matters. Yeah, Hannah, that's so good. And really, like, the battlefield is in the mind, and Mm -hmm. that is the greatest battle that we are going to face is trying to keep our thoughts in check, you know, capturing every thought, pulling down every stronghold, every vain imagination, and really getting to the root of the why. Yeah. Um, Like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Why do I care so much about image? Why do I care so much about perceptions, you know, of something that's temporal. And I think it comes down to that. Like is mm-hmm. how we're living. Is it based in the temporal or is it based yeah. in the inter eternal? Yeah. And are we living kingdom lives? Like right. in like not worrying so much about things that are going to fade, but the things that are going to last, Yeah, you know, for me, like I think every woman like struggles with like, that physical aspect of trying to compare, but there's also other areas in our lives Mm -hmm. that we fall prey to comparison. You know, it can be like Brooke and I have talked about this and I know you can speak on this because you were telling me about this the other day in one of our conversations is calling and purpose. Yeah. Like speak on that Brooke. Cause what you said the other day was so good when you were talking about that in comparison. Yeah. I, for me, I have definitely compared, you know, the way that I look. I look different now that I've had a kid and I'm pregnant with a second one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I look definitely different than I did when I was in high school yeah, and I was sure. dancing, you know, and running. And yeah. But I think for me, the hardest comparison has been um, seeing other people move in something that I'm called to mm. and succeeding in it. That's hard. And for me, I spent a lot, a lot of time not moving in my calling because I had convinced myself I wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. or that I didn't have God's favor or that that person was more anointed than me or more seen by God than me. And realistically, um, if, if we are doing something for the kingdom, say Monica moves in something that I feel called to and Monica is doing an amazing job that's a win for me because it's something that's advancing the kingdom and we're both part of the kingdom. Same cause. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times we separate that and we think, well, they're, they're moving in that calling and now I can't like, there's not, why do we think that there's not enough room in the kingdom for us? And I think, you know, a lot of times we get in our minds, just like you were saying, Mm -hmm. and discount ourselves when the Lord has never discounted us. Um, And, you know, of course, comparison comes in all shapes and forms. But I think for me, that's something that the enemy has definitely used to stifle me moving in the king, moving in advancing the kingdom. Sure. I think, I think the Lord, you know, he doesn't run out of callings, Mm -mm, you know, exactly. I think that if, 
we're looking at a crayon box and I want the blue color, but Monica's in line before me and she got the blue color, you know, it's like the fish basket. It never ran out. You know, exactly. the Lord can always make more blues and it's actually going to be a better blue suited to you. You know, it's right. going to be a calling yeah. that he orchestrated just for you. Well, Our, there's no other Hannah's. Right. There's no other Hannah Massa in this world. No, you know? it's so true. And, you know, me and Monica both, uh, and Brooke, yeah, we all love worship and uh, we lead worship. All of us, we've led it together. Um, it's definitely something that's really heavy on our hearts. We love worship. But, you know, if I stopped just because Monica's a better piano player than I am. And, and sings like an angel. I mean, she's. You know, <laughs> Y'all are too I mean, kind. You sing, to me. You're a singer too. You, you sing, sing so like good. an angel too. <laughs> we all sing. We enjoy it. <laughs> and we bring our best to the table. Yeah. But, you know, if I. If I were just to stick to comparing that, I would never be able to thrive in it. And, you know, as worship leaders, we can often write little songs here and there, even in the moment. Mm -hmm. The song that the Lord puts on my heart is not the song that he's put on Monica's heart. Mm -hmm. And he's going to use each different song to touch X amount of hearts in this way, in this moment. You know what I mean? He is making each of us, you know, a whole individual thing you know a beautiful thing yeah and I think too it like comes down to being okay with like giving your all for excellence but knowing that you're never going to reach perfection Mm -hmm. because we all have these imperfections within us but like that filter it wipes away the imperfections when a lot of those imperfections is what connects us in our calling with other people absolutely and so we have to get into the trenches and be okay mm-hmm. with showing our our lives and our our mm-hmm. faces and our callings and the things that are undone without a filter on them and That's just good. being raw um and knowing that Excellence is achieve- achievable, but perfection is not. Yeah. And that's and I, so right. hard. Those imperfections, they definitely connect us with other people. You know, I'm, I mean, it goes back to grade school, you know, finding someone who eats the same random food with ketchup like you do. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You're like, <laughs> oh, you're the next, you're the only other person I know who does that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and nowadays it's going over to someone's house for the first time and seeing um, the kid's bedroom completely destroyed. And you're like, these are my people. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, like you connect over those imperfections. And I will, like, I do not connect with people who don't show me those imperfections because yeah. they are on a whole next level. You know, what What would they want to talk to me for? You know, they mm-hmm. wouldn't have anything to connect with me about either because I'm sloppy. You know, I'm unorganized, this and that. I'm too laid back and, and they're so put together. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's that comparison though that wants to minimize those relationships when the Lord has called us really to work together. He wants us to feel isolated and disconnected from that person because, you know, I don't know why, but yeah. Yeah. And while you were talking about that, it's not exactly along the lines you were talking about, but I think for me, um, you know, when there are people who, um, always are putting almost, you know, a facade up, Mm. um, of perfection, it makes you really look at, Okay, well, why do they feel the need to do that? Mm-hmm. Because realistically, if if it was because of the Lord, the Lord sees everything, yeah. and you know we don't have. He knows the worst parts of our hearts and yeah. still loves us. So really, if we feel the need to put on a filter or put you know um, perfection first, it's really because of fear of man yeah. and um, of 
being fearful of what that other person is going to think of us. And obviously that's a lot of times rooted in insecurity. I'm sure coming from comparison and I'm speaking from experience with this. Um, but I had to come to a season. There was actually a season in high school where I, if you knew me in high school, I always had my hair done and my makeup done and Mm -hmm. I was thin and tan and I was very much about my appearance, which most high schoolers are. Um, and I came to know the Lord and I really felt the Lord telling me, um, to stop, to stop trying to impress with my appearance. And so there was a season I didn't, um, I just wore my hair naturally. I mean, I didn't look like a home, you know, I didn't have like dreads. I probably could have because my hair is so beautiful, curly. natural wavy hair. <laughs> and so I didn't wear makeup and, um, I, in that season, the Lord really showed me that I cared so much what mm-hmm. people thought about me. I think I could have learned that, you know, with wearing ma- makeup and stuff, but I feel like it had, I had to physically yeah. feel those emotions. There was a next level freedom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And since then, like n- y'all have known me since then, like I don't barely wear makeup. I, my hair is usually not brushed, you know, for several days. And so, but she always looks so flawless. Oh, there no makeup no, self. That's that, true. You know, also, guys, not wearing makeup makes your skin better. <laughs> I know. It can help you out there. <laughs> skin tip. Skin. Yeah. A little extra. <laughs> yeah. So um, just that's something that I was thinking about is just how a lot oh, of times yeah. we're, if we really were focused on the heart of God, mm. you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be caring about some of these things yeah. that we care so much about. Well, let's also hit on this because this is something that I found in like friendship circles is comparison breeds competition Mm -hmm. yeah so whether you're a competitive person or not um it kind of basically rears up this little ugly head of pride Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you start feeling like you're better than somebody else because you're more put together or you're you are better maybe you're the better person or more you have more followers on instagram more followers (laughs) um yeah (laughs) so you're like there and you're competing and, and that's a dangerous place to be. I know I've encountered some of those relationships. I myself am not a very competitive person by nature. I'm actually harder on myself, I think. Same. Yeah, same. Than I am like against other people. But I've yeah. been in a couple of relationships and and leadership positions where I've literally had people competing with me and I was so confused. Sure. Because I would be like, Why are you competing with me? You're the one that has it all together. Right. I wanna be like you. And I think sometimes that's where we find ourselves is that like we're comparing ourselves, but maybe they're also comparing themselves to us. Yeah. It's like this vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It, it never brings satisfaction or right. fulfillment well, and ever. I th- and I think with that, the enemy uses it because it brings disunity and mm, there's power yep. in unity. That's and so, so if, he, if he can bring division in that way, then you know the kingdom, like I've said before, it's not going to be able to be advanced um, yeah. as swiftly as if we were all in unity. Yeah. yeah. And it's really, it's really hard to lay that pride down. Mm-hmm. Um, in different seasons, I remember in college, I wanted to be a certain type of leader at Christ for the Nations where I went to college. And I tried for this position and I didn't get it, but I saw the next girl who did get it. And, uh, I was not only jealous that she got that position, but, I had some personal issues where um, I actually saw like how she lived her life and it was not nice. You know, it was not, 
kingdom minded or, you know, any of that. It was not nice. And I was like so bitter for that season. And in that bitterness, pride was rooted. You know what I mean? Like Like, I'm better. I'm better. Why didn't you choose me, Lord? Why am I not more qualified? And why didn't you give this to me? You know, Mm -hmm. it was, it was a bitterness that I had to walk through with the Lord. Um, and I heard this on a podcast recently that really put me in my place, even in this moment when I'm, when I don't know that I'm dealing with pride big time right now, but still it hit me hard just because I love relationships. Um, but every person that you can counter is superior to you in some way. Mm, And I just think that that just blew my mind. I'm like, how many times have I met someone and I thought something ugly, you know, it's ugly, uh, when it's prideful like that, like, Mm -hmm. Oof, you know, yeah, and it just blows my mind because it's true, you know, whether it's something that you see or something that you don't see, mm-hmm. the Lord has mm-hmm. equipped us in so many different ways. And I love what you said. Comparison creates competition. I am not a competitive person. You know, um, if someone else says something to you and is like, well, you'll never make it to this spot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, you know what? I will. That's me. And I'm going to do it. <laughs> For me, that, if, if you say something discouraging to me, I am discouraged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am not motivated to do something. You know, I'm not competitive. I am not. I'm just so relational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want, I'm an over-communicator. I want to be in communication with you. I want to be in relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And I definitely try to make it um, a priority for the Lord, to pray for the Lord to cultivate my relationships in a healthy way. Um, and I would love for us to hit on, you know, just being yourself and not trying to change yourself. Yes, we talked about filters, but I feel like a lot of the time we aren't bringing all of who we are to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I feel like, um, yeah. I think for me that, no, that's really good talking yeah. about being real with yourself. I posted this little quote thing on my personal Instagram. Mm-hmm. I guess it was like a month or two back, but it said, I love who I'm becoming. And mm-hmm. I have really gotten to that place in the season of my life where I love who I'm becoming because I'm being authentic to myself. Yeah. And for so long, I tried to either dumb down who I was, sure. edit who I was, edit, or mm-hmm. compare myself to try to be like someone else. Yeah. yeah. Like, Oh, I need to sound like this person. I need to look like that person. I need, if I was, like you were saying, if I'm a better leader in this regard, then I can get this position or, and you're, then you, then you're striving your entire life Mm -hmm. to be somebody that God hasn't even created you to be. And you're, you're dismissing and devaluing the call that he's put on yourself and all those things in all those places that you want to reach, you will never get there if you're trying to walk in someone else's shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's, I love who I'm becoming, yeah. you know, and comparison will try to rob that from you, mm-hmm. rob Absolutely. that season that you're in yeah. and tell you that, you know, you're not good enough. You're never going to make it. Mm-hmm. You need to be more like this person. But that's where it comes back to taking those thoughts captive mm-hmm. and telling the enemy, no, I'm going to be who God's created me to be. Yeah. I agree with that. I have, uh, I had a talk with my therapist uh, just like two days ago. Um, if you don't have a therapist, 
Get I'm always one, recommending a therapist. Like, who doesn't need to just verbally vomit every <laughs> To few someone weeks? Who, who isn't biased. Yeah, someone who's <laughs> objective and who yeah. helps you. Anyway, it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Always recommend it. But I was talking to her about how this year has just been such a growing experience for me. Yeah. And I think three years ago, right after I had my son or before I had my son, um, I don't know that I would have been in any way proud of who I am, you know, or who I was as a person. And she asked me after overcoming postpartum anxiety, making this big move to another state, you know, and adjusting to all of this stuff. She was like, aren't you proud of some of the, Mm. and joining Pen My Love, you know, and that's a whole dream in and of itself. You know, she was like, aren't you proud of what you've accomplished this year? And it's really hard for me to let that thought in because I don't want that to become a dangerous thought or rear its ugly prideful head. I want mm-hmm. I want it to be a righteous pride. Is that is that a thing? Yeah, like well I think it's it's maybe less uh maybe you're not proud of yourself, but you're just proud that you are saying yes to God's plan. I'm really dwelling and like taking joy in what he's doing in yeah, me. That's you know good. what I mean? Yeah, that's I think better. that's a better way to put it. And a lot of that had to do, even with my physical appearance, I saw a lady outside of a Walmart for no apparent reason. She wasn't like overly pretty. She wasn't rough looking. She was just a normal lady going into Walmart, probably in her late 50s, early 60s. And I I had thought that I felt ugly that day, <laughs> which is just, I wasn't having a bad day, but some days I just feel ugly. Yeah, it's just how it is. I feel it. And so I was watching her walk in, and it was probably around the time that I had thought, dang, I look rough. And I was <laughs> like, if I am so hard on myself now about how I look physically, how am I going to treat myself whenever I've actually aged? Yeah. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. because it's actually something that, I, that, that I've struggled with in my heart, not just like, oh, I feel ugly. It's like, how am I going to stand to look at myself in the mirror? It was a real heart issue. And I was like, when I get older, if I can't handle this now, if I can't get a grip on, you know, being satisfied with who the Lord made me to be. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. If I can't learn to partner with him in this, then I'm going to be emotionally wrecked about my physical yeah. appearance by the time I'm in my fifties, you know? Yeah. Because age, age is not kind. No. <laughs> but... But it's real, you know. Every pretty thing goes through different seasons, you know. I I love that Lisa Bevere. She's like one of my favorite people of all mm-hmm. time. I love um, her and John Bevere's podcast. But she's let her hair go like naturally gray, gray. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes, I think I it's love it. I was like, we need more women like that who aren't trying to like. Not saying that if you dye your hair, it's wrong or whatever. Like right. you do you, but. Um, I love that about her. Yeah. There was this confidence, and I was just like, man, we need more older women like that. Sure. Who are like, I'm not afraid to rock my grays. I'm not afraid right. to rock my wisdom and what I've learned through the years. And and I think it just shows, like, it really goes back to everything in this life will fade. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I love, I think there's, it inspires me to see my friends and the people who are above me that I respect embrace who they are Mm -hmm. physically you know when I see that comparison drop and that confidence come up that's what I want to be like I don't see the ones with the pretty filters and all the done ups and jumping through hoops and running you know so hard so far I'm not like oh I need to run harder I need to run farther I'm way more inspired and Mm -hmm. want to be like the ones who are confident and who are embracing who the Lord made them to be yeah so 
if you take anything away from this, you know, the Lord made you how you are. He made you who you are. He made you what you look like. Yeah. He made you, you know, all of the above. And he loves that. He saw you, he made you, and he called it good. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling that today, I hope you got encouraged that you were able to relate to this. We yes. love being able to talk this stuff out. 